the Bible, the most unique book in all of human history. It claims to be divine in origin, and it delivers a message that, if true, affects every human being on the planet Earth, in this life, and in whatever awaits us when this life is over. The Bible is unique in its survival. Over the past 2,000 years, no other book has been subjected to the intense scrutiny that the Bible has endured. Generations of linguists, historians, and archaeologists have explored the details of the Bible's production and tested the accuracy of its transmission to us today. Critics and foes have come and gone. Problems have been raised and solved, and still the Bible stands. Totally alone in the degree of its historical accuracy and reliability. The Bible is also unique in foretelling future events. The Old Testament alone contains over 2,000 specific predictions about people, cities, nations, and empires. Predictions made hundreds of years before being perfectly fulfilled in history. The Bible is unique in its influence. It's been called the fountainhead of Western civilization and is by far the most quoted text in America's founding documents. Millions of men, women, and children from every station and walk of life have felt the liberating, redeeming power of this book of books, and their changed lives have changed the world and the course of history. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar is your opportunity to hear this unique book, the entire Bible, every year. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, Soapy Dollar. Good evening, everyone. This is The Soapster. We are ready to continue our way through the good book. We are, as you know, in the book of Jeremiah. In our next program, actually, we'll be finishing up the book of Jeremiah, then going right on into the book of Lamentations to take a couple of days with that short book and then go back to the New Testament in our rotation as we alternate back and forth between the Old and New Testaments of the Bible to the book of Hebrews in the New Testament spend some time there, and then come back for Ezekiel and Daniel, a number of the other prophets. Then we'll be going to James and First and Second Peter and First, Second, Third John, then finishing up the minor prophets, Hosea, Joel, and Amos, Obadiah, and so on, and coming back to the book of Revelations. Every year, the entire Bible, every verse, every chapter, every book, giving you that opportunity to hear the Bible itself. And of course, we are also giving you an opportunity to respond to that book. As the Spirit of God speaks to you, as he draws you to himself, perhaps you need to make that decision to bow before his throne and acknowledge God as your God and acknowledge the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, as your Savior, trusting in him for your eternal salvation and beginning that lifelong journey of walking with God. You may start that lifelong journey in your 40s or your 50s, or when you're 8 or 10 years old, like I was, much younger. You can start that journey with the Lord anytime you hear His call, and you respond by faith, receiving His salvation as His free gift, purchased by the blood of the Holy One of Israel, the Messiah Himself. As a believer, you can hear God's Word and let it guide you in your life decisions, in your finances, your relationships, your politics, your career choices, Every choice that we make, large and small in our lives, God's Word has a message of encouragement for us if we will only trust and obey Him. 
and get to know him and his ways. That is our desire for you on the Bible Live broadcast. We're going to pick up in Jeremiah chapter 40 tonight. I'll give you a little bit of background and context for our reading. But right now, let's go to our wisdom and worship segment and finish up this Psalm 118, where we have confidence in God's eternal Psalm 118, 19 through 29. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. Those gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and saving me. The stone rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Bring forward the sacrifice and put it on the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. End of reading, Psalm 118, 19 through 29. Help me see that everything I am is not all about me. Take my word. You're listening to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. that song. It has uh, a message that resonates with me in my own life. Lord, make me aware. One of the greatest problems that believers experience here on planet Earth is we get so distracted from uh, the truth of who God is, who we are, what his plan for our lives is, and what is really going on in this world. We get caught up in all kinds of distractions, trying to get rich, have fun, find love, trying to get married, try to do this, trying to do that. And some of those are good. They're laudable, and they are things that God has intended for us, but we let them distract us from knowing Him and loving Him with all of our heart, mind, and strength, and letting God guide us in all of these different areas, then we end up robbing ourselves. Well, that's what's happening here in, in Jeremiah. The people of Judah now have been judged by the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar has swept down on Jerusalem and Judah. He has destroyed the city. Jeremiah has been offered refuge in Babylon, but he refuses it, choosing to stay with God's people there in Judah. Then he gets kidnapped and taken down into Egypt. Gedaliah is a young man who gets assigned by Nebuchadnezzar to be the governor, and then there's a plot against his life. So we see, even after the judgment has fallen, the people of Jeremiah Israel have seven through forty-five five. Jeremiah 40. The leaders of the Judean guerrilla bands in the countryside heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, as governor over the poor people who were left behind in Judah, and that he hadn't exiled everyone to Babylon. So they came to see Gedaliah at Mizpah. These are the names of the leaders who came, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, Johanan and Jonathan, sons of Kareah, Saraiah, son of Tanhumeth, the sons of Ephai the Netophathite, Jaazaniah, son of the Maakathite, and all their men. 
Gedaliah assured them that it would be safe for them to surrender to the Babylonians. Stay here and serve the king of Babylon, he said, and all will go well for you. As for me, I will stay at Mizpah to represent you before the Babylonians who come to meet with us. Settle in any town you wish and live off the land. Harvest the grapes and summer fruits and olives and store them away. When the Judeans in Moab, Ammon, Edom, and the other nearby countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a few people in Judah and that Gedaliah was the governor, they began to return to Judah from the places to which they had fled. They stopped at Mizpah to discuss their plans with Gedaliah and then went out into the Judean countryside to gather a great harvest of grapes and other crops. Soon after this, Jehonan, son of Kareah, and the other guerrilla leaders came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. They said to him, Did you know that Baalis, king of Ammon, has sent Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, to assassinate you? But Gedaliah refused to believe them. Later, Johanan had a private conference with Gedaliah and volunteered to kill Ishmael secretly. Why should we let him come and murder you? Johanan asked. What will happen to the Judeans who have returned? Why should the few of us who are still left be scattered and lost? But Gedaliah said to Johanan, I forbid you to do any such thing, for you are lying about Ishmael. Jeremiah 41 But in mid-autumn, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah and grandson of Elishama, who was a member of the royal family, arrived in Mizpah accompanied by ten men. Gedaliah invited them to dinner. While they were eating, Ishmael and his ten men suddenly drew their swords and killed Gedaliah, whom the king of Babylon had appointed governor. Then they went out and slaughtered all the Judean officials and Babylonian soldiers who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah. The next day, before anyone had heard about Gedaliah's murder, eighty men arrived from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria. They had come to worship at the temple of the Lord. They had shaved off their beards, torn their clothes, and cut themselves, and had brought along grain offerings and incense. Ishmael left Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he went. When he reached them, he said, Oh, come and see what has happened to Gedaliah. But as soon as they were all inside the town, Ishmael and his men killed all but ten of them and threw their bodies into a cistern. The other ten had talked Ishmael into letting them go by promising to bring him their stores of wheat, barley, oil, and honey that they had hidden away. The cistern where Ishmael dumped the bodies of the men he murdered was the large one made by King Asa when he fortified Mizpah to protect himself against King Baasha of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, filled it with corpses. Ishmael made captives of the king's daughters and the other people who had been left under Gedaliah's care in Mizpah by Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard. Taking them with him, he started back toward the land of Ammon. But when Johanan, son of Korea, and the rest of the guerrilla leaders heard what Ishmael had done, they took all their men and set out to stop him. They caught up with him at the pool near Gibeon. The people Ishmael had captured shouted for joy when they saw Johanan and his men. And all the captives from Mizpah escaped and began to help Johanan. Meanwhile, Ishmael and eight of his men escaped from Johanan into the land of Ammon. Then Johanan, son of Korea, and his officers led away all the people they had rescued, warriors, women, children, and palace officials. They took them all to the village of Garuth Kimham near Bethlehem, where they prepared to leave for Egypt. They were afraid of what the Babylonians would do when they heard that Ishmael had killed Gedaliah, the governor appointed by the Babylonian king. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. 
Jeremiah 42. Then all the army officers, including Johanan son of Kareah and Jezaniah son of Hoshaiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest, approached Jeremiah the prophet. They said, Please pray to the Lord your God for us. As you know, we are only a tiny remnant compared to what we were before. Beg the Lord your God to show us what to do and where to go. All right, Jeremiah replied, I will pray to the Lord your God, and I will tell you everything he says. I will hide nothing from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord your God be a faithful witness against us if we refuse to obey whatever he tells us to do. Whether we like it or not, we will obey the Lord our God to whom we send you with our plea. For if we obey him, everything will turn out well for us. Ten days later, the Lord gave his reply to Jeremiah. So he called for Johanan, son of Korea, and the army officers, and for all the people from the least to the greatest. He said to them, You sent me to the Lord, the God of Israel, with your request. And this is his reply. Stay here in this land. If you do, I will build you up and not tear you down. I will plant you and not uproot you, for I am sorry for all the punishment I have had to bring upon you. Do not fear the king of Babylon any more, says the Lord, for I am with you and will save you and rescue you from his power. I will be merciful to you by making him kind, so he will let you stay here in your land. But if you refuse to obey the Lord your God and say, We will not stay here, and if you insist on going to live in Egypt, where you think you will be free from war, famine, and alarms, then this is what the Lord says to the remnant of Judah. The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, If you insist on going to Egypt, the war and famine you fear will follow close behind you, and you will die there. This is the fate awaiting every one of you who insists on going to live in Egypt. Yes, you will die from war, famine, and disease. None of you will escape from the disaster I will bring upon you there. For the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Just as my anger and fury were poured out on the people of Jerusalem, so they will be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. You will become an object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. And you will never see your homeland again. Listen, you remnant of Judah. The Lord has told you, do not go to Egypt. Don't forget this warning I have given you today. For you were deceitful when you sent me to pray to the Lord your God for you, saying, Just tell us what the Lord our God says, and we will do it. And today I have told you exactly what he said. But you will not obey the Lord your God any better now than you have in the past. So you can be sure that you will die from war, famine, and disease in Egypt, where you insist on going. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 43. When Jeremiah had finished giving this message from the Lord their God to all the people, Azariah son of Hoshaiah and Johanan son of Kareah and all the other proud men said to Jeremiah, You lie! The Lord our God hasn't forbidden us to go to Egypt. Baruch son of Neriah has convinced you to say this, so we will stay here and be killed by the Babylonians or be carried off into exile. So Johanan and all the army officers and all the people refused to obey the Lord's command to stay in Judah. Johanan and his officers took with them all the people who had returned from the nearby countries to which they had fled. In the crowd were men, women, and children, the king's daughters, and all those whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah. Also included were the prophet Jeremiah and Baruch. 
the people refused to obey the Lord and went to Egypt, going as far as the city of Tapanes. Then at Tapanes, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, While the people of Judah are watching, bury large rocks between the pavement stones at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace here in Tapanes. Then say to the people of Judah, The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I will surely bring my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, here to Egypt. I will set his throne on these stones that I have hidden. He will spread his royal canopy over them, and when he comes, he will destroy the land of Egypt. He will bring death to those destined for death. He will bring captivity to those destined for captivity. He will bring the sword against those destined for the sword. He will set fire to the temples of Egypt's gods, burning all their idols and carrying away the people as captives. He will pick clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd picks fleas from his cloak, and he himself will leave unharmed. He will break down the sacred pillars standing in the temple of the sun in Egypt, and he will burn down the temples of Egypt's gods. Jeremiah 44 This is the message Jeremiah received concerning the Judeans living in northern Egypt in the cities of Migdol, Topanes, and Memphis, and throughout southern Egypt as well. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You saw what I did to Jerusalem and to all the towns of Judah. They now lie in ruins, and no one lives in them. Because of all their wickedness, my anger rose high against them. They burned incense and worshipped other gods, gods that neither they nor you nor any of your ancestors have ever known. Again and again I sent my servants, the prophets, to plead with them. Don't do these horrible things that I hate so much. But my people would not listen or turn back from their wicked ways. They kept right on burning incense to these gods. And so my fury boiled over and fell like fire on the towns of Judah and into the streets of Jerusalem. And now they are a desolate ruin. And now the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, asks you, Why are you destroying yourselves? For not one of you will survive, not a man, woman, or child among you who has come here from Judah, not even the babies in your arms. Why arouse my anger by burning incense to the idols you have made here in Egypt? You will only destroy yourselves and make yourselves an object of cursing and mockery for all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the sins of your ancestors, the sins of the kings and queens of Judah, and the sins you and your wives committed in Judah and Jerusalem? To this very hour you have shown no remorse or reverence. No one has chosen to follow my law and the decrees I gave to you and your ancestors before you. Therefore the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I have made up my mind to destroy every one of you. I will take this remnant of Judah that insisted on coming here to Egypt, and I will consume them. They will fall here in Egypt, killed by war and famine. All will die, from the least to the greatest. They will be an object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. I will punish them here in Egypt, just as I punished them in Jerusalem, by war, famine, and disease. Of those who fled to Egypt with dreams of returning home to Judah, only a handful will escape. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Then all the women present and all the men who knew that their wives had burned incense to idols, a great crowd of all the Judeans living in Pathros, the southern region of Egypt, answered Jeremiah, We will not listen to your messages from the Lord. We will do whatever we want. 
We will burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and sacrifice to her just as much as we like, just as we and our ancestors did before us, and as our kings and princes have always done in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For in those days we had plenty to eat, and we were well off and had no troubles. But ever since we quit burning incense to the Queen of Heaven and stopped worshipping her, we have been in great trouble and have suffered the effects of war and famine. And, the women added, Do you suppose that we were worshipping the Queen of Heaven, pouring out drink offerings to her and making cakes marked with her image, without our husbands knowing it and helping us? Of course not! Then Jeremiah said to all of them, men and women alike, who had given him that answer, Do you think the Lord did not know that you and your ancestors, your kings and officials, and all the people were burning incense to idols in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? It was because the Lord could no longer bear all the evil things you were doing that he made your land an object of cursing, a desolate ruin without a single inhabitant as it is today. The very reason all these terrible things have happened to you is because you have burned incense to idols and sinned against the Lord, refusing to obey Him and follow His instructions, laws, and stipulations. Then Jeremiah said to them all, including the women, Listen to this message from the Lord, all you citizens of Judah who live in Egypt. The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, you and your wives have said that you will never give up your devotion and sacrifices to the Queen of Heaven, and you have proved it by your actions. Then go ahead and carry out your promises and vows to her. But listen to this message from the Lord, all you Judeans now living in Egypt. I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name will no longer be spoken by any of the Judeans in the land of Egypt. None of you may invoke my name or use this oath, as surely as the Sovereign Lord lives, for I will watch over you to bring you disaster and not good. You will suffer war and famine until all of you are dead. Only a small number will escape death and return to Judah from Egypt. Then all those who came to Egypt will find out whose words are true, mine or theirs. And this is the proof I give to you, says the Lord, that all I have threatened will happen to you and that I will punish you here. I will turn Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, over to his enemies who want to kill him, just as I turned King Zedekiah of Judah over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah 45 The prophet Jeremiah gave a message to Baruch, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, after Baruch had written down everything Jeremiah had dictated to him. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Baruch. You have said, I am overwhelmed with trouble. Haven't I had enough pain already? And now the Lord has added more. I am weary of my own sighing and can find no rest. Baruch, this is what the Lord says. I will destroy this nation that I built. I will uproot what I planted. Are you seeking great things for yourself? Don't do it, but don't be discouraged. I will bring great disaster upon all these people, but I will protect you wherever you go. I, the Lord, have spoken. End of reading, Jeremiah 47 through 45, 5. Blessed is the man who walks in your favor, who loves all your words and hides them like treasure. 
You're listening to God's talk show, The Bible Live. The confusion and the chaos that followed the destruction of Jerusalem when Nebuchadnezzar swept down on Judah in 586 B.C. and destroyed the city, destroyed the temple. There was a tremendous amount of death and suffering. After the battle, of course, Gedaliah is appointed governor by Nebuchadnezzar. He runs into a situation where wickedness, where evil, is holding good hostage. A group of men and women come through to see Gedaliah. They meet him. Now, among them is this young man named Nethaniah, who turns out to be an assassin. He is in the royal lineage, but farther down in the royal family. Nethaniah is appealed to by the king of Ammon, whom Nebuchadnezzar had also conquered, and evidently paid or in some way encouraged to kill Gedaliah. Well, Johanan, who is the leader of this group, warns Gedaliah that Nethaniah has this plan. But foolishly, I think, or very naively, Gedaliah refuses to believe that Nethaniah would do that. But as it turns out in chapter 41, Nethaniah does come and he kills Gedaliah and all of his family. There are 80 other men who are coming and Nethaniah kills all but 10 of them. A heartless murderer and a thief. He is a terribly wicked individual. But Gedaliah had been warned and would not take the warning. Sometimes as followers of the Lord, we are naive and we are encouraged not to be. Wickedness, evil, should not be able to hold good hostage. We must be willing and able to believe that there is wickedness in the world. There is evil and it will happen. A lot of people think it's an asset to believe, oh, everybody's good. There's no such thing as terrorists. No one's going to do anything. The Bible is very clear that the heart of man is deceitful above anything else. Who can understand the depths of its deceitfulness? Now then, Johanan asked Jeremiah for prayer and for his advice as to what they should do and promised to obey what God says. Jeremiah says, Day and prosper under Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Don't go to Egypt or you'll be killed. There'll be disaster. Well, Jehonan never had any intention of obeying Jeremiah, and he took Jeremiah, Baruch, and the whole group hostage, kidnapped them, and took them down into Egypt, where Jeremiah continues to warn the people of Judah that God was going to judge them. And in fact, Nebuchadnezzar did invade Egypt 15 years later in 568 B.C. He carried out exactly what Jeremiah prophesied. Nebuchadnezzar would also destroy Egypt and that these Jewish people would be destroyed, along with these arrogant, prideful, stubborn women that talked back to Jeremiah. There may not be a clearer example in the scriptures of the battle of the worldviews two philosophies, two worldviews were battling it out here. Jeremiah representing the one. Jehonanon was representing the other. Jeremiah said there's a true and loving God, the God of the Bible, the living God. There's sinful men and that there's redemption and salvation by trusting in God and the Messiah. We can come in to know God and God commanded us to be good and he empowers us to live holy lives serving God and others. And in the other worldview, as you saw, ended up in chaos and confusion because there are many, many, many false gods, all of them self-centered and man-centered, and they all lead to death and destruction. Which one would you choose tonight? The Bible See you next Live time. with Sophie Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, 
P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word.